You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, everybody? Nick Filato of Big Blue View here, joined by Chris Flum, and this is the Chris and Nick show. And we are about to go over the Giants second round pick wide receiver out of the University of Kentucky, Wandell Robinson. But before we do that, Chris, the Giants hosted rookie mini camps. Now, I feel like we get all excited because we get to see the Giants draft picks in blue with their numbers on and they're all together and they're building team camaraderie. And I get very, very interested in that aspect of it, but there's not a lot to take away from it in terms of scheme. But if you had one takeaway from this, Chris, because we've seen some interesting videos floating around Twitter, what would that takeaway be? Hey, you know, if the absolute worst happens, the Giants have another backup quarterback in Joe Shane. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you were going to go there. Dude, the guy was kind of firing those balls in there, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, for uh, tight wobblers, they, as he put it, they look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Joe Shane used to play quarterback in college, so it's cool to see your general manager out there slinging it. Dave Gettleman, he wasn't going to sling anything. He, he wasn't a slinger out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, not as such. No, not really. And I also liked how I wasn't shocked by this, but we saw Kayvon Thibodeau's personality starting to really come into form and just how he's showing the confidence up there in front of the mic. Not a shock to anybody, but when he was asked about leadership, he says, I don't have to necessarily be the leader, but I can just lead by example. And I think that's a great just mentality to have as a rookie. I'm really looking forward to just Kayvon Thibodeau as a New York Giant. I think this could be a really, really fun time here in New York. Yeah, and you talk about his confidence, how comfortable he is in front of the mic. He, he's been in the spotlight for a long time now. Yeah, number one high school recruit. Uh, Oregon is a pretty big program. You know, they're a pretty flashy program. They've got about a million and a half different uniform combinations. So he, he, he's been under a microscope and under the spotlight for a long time now. And it, it really is fitting that he said he wants to pursue a broadcasting career after football. So he's kind of in the perfect place for it. Oh, the perfect place, New York City. And I think he would be excellent at it. Also, another note that I wanted to touch on that Ed Valentine put in his article, and it was just about Kadarius Tony, just because there's been a lot of off-season talk discussing Kadarius Tony's future here in New York. Brian Dable was asked about Tony, and Dable said, I really like him. He's smart. Again, you're not really, you know, you're doing these things, a lot of them on air and stuff like that. Dable's obviously referring to the lack of scheme and and stuff. It's very rudimentary out there in terms of what's going on on the football field. But then Dable said, but you can tell he's got instinctive football. He's been a pleasure to be around. Good teammate, smart. It's been great. So I hope Kadarius Tony, he's now on the right foot now, Chris, and that we can go forward with this unique talent. Because I think the combination of Kadarius Tony and the player that we're going to go over here on this podcast could be a unique combination when you put them both together on Sunday. Yeah, and you're obviously talking about Wondell Robinson, who is, you know, other than touching on the rookie minicamp, which is going on as we record, 
that's who we're going to be talking about today because we're going through the Giants draft class and just offering our thoughts, maybe trying to peek a little bit ahead at what kind of players these guys will be as rookies. And, you know, I think the thing that really jumps out about Wondell Robinson is his similarity to Kadarius Tony, And I think that's part of the reason why we were all so surprised by the draft selection. Yeah, I did a pre-draft evaluation on Wondell Robinson, and I never considered him for the New York Giants. And when the Giants selected him, I was like, oh, that's an odd kind of pick right there. And I had a second round grade on Wondell Robinson before the combine. So this was back when I thought he was five foot 11. And I thought that was still juiced up, but I thought maybe he was, you know, teetering on five ten. And I didn't realize that his arms were going to be as short as they were. So I probably would ding his overall grade based on the measurables, but the tape suggested that this guy could be somewhat of a second round pick. And the reason I came away with that thought about Wandell Robinson, Chris was because Kadarius Tony was a first round pick. Now I feel like there might've been elements of being a reach there. I didn't necessarily expect the last regime to select Kadarius Tony, but when you talk about his change of direction and what he can do when the football is in his hands, it's like, okay, I get it from, from that perspective. It just wasn't a complete type of wide receiver. And when the Giants doubled down and went with Wandale Robinson, I was like, okay, now I'm really interested to see what the Giants have up their sleeve because it is kind of unconventional and a little bit peculiar. Yeah. Actually, I would say even more than kind of in a little, I've, it's, almost downright weird to double up on this kind of a skill set for your offense like it's like what the uh what the Miami Dolphins have done by just getting adding Tyreek Hill to their offense and doubling down on guys with just absolute next level burner speed that is a kind of normal thing for an offense to do. Yeah. But getting basically two gadget players, two guys with actually really similar backgrounds at, at the collegiate level where Kadarius Tony was really a gadget player. Like he wasn't a wide receiver. He wasn't a running back. He was just kind of a guy Florida schemed touches to, and almost as much a special teams player as an offensive player. And then finally his, his last year, senior year there, he played more of a wide receiver role, but there was still plenty of you know, bubble screens, jet sweeps. Yeah. All of those kind of gadgety plays and Wandale Robinson, you know, before he transferred to Kentucky, he was basically the same kind of player and, uh, hybrid receiver running back lots of gadget plays uh tosses pitches sweeps bubble screens all those things where you're just kind of scheming ways to get the ball into his hands and then let him use his quickness to pick up yardage out on the perimeter and then at kentucky he got to play more of a wide receiver role and he caught a lot of passes like he was a super high volume player I think he had the highest share of the offensive output, you know, the, the highest target share of any wide receiver in this draft class. So he caught a ton of balls last year, but then again, a lot of them were in those kind of catch and run situations where, you know, they still made use of his quickness, you know, throw short run long type plays. And it's really interesting to see a team, an NFL team, double down on that kind of skill set. Normally, they like to diversify their offense. So you've got a bunch of guys with different skill sets. 
the offense was littered with design touches for Wandell Robinson. And I find it interesting too, because a lot of the touches were those little touch passes that are behind a line of scrimmage, some quick screens where the A dot is short, but he still had a 10.4 average depth of target because he was also used vertically. He was legit used at each level of the field. And I would say to an effective rate, being the most reliable weapon for Will Levis. But you want to know one thing that stuck out to me after watching Wondell Robinson's tape? The three pillars that Joe Shane mentioned before the draft. What were they? It was dependability, intelligence, football intelligence, being smart, and being tough. And I felt like Wondell Robinson embodied all three of those. He's a smart player. You can tell how he reads his blocks whenever the football is in his hands and how he can evade much bigger defenders from absolutely plastering him. I feel like he, from the football IQ standpoint, he's there. He played all 13 games. And as you mentioned, he was the important part of that offense. Liam Cohn's offense ran through five foot seven Wondell Robinson at Kentucky. The guy had over a hundred receptions. He had a ton of targets. He had over 1300 yards. You give him the football on the ground. You can throw him it. He can do really anything. Now his route tree wasn't all that diverse. I got that. Yes. But I feel like he can be a good route runner. But that's something that we'll have to see a little bit later on. But we saw little nuanced things throughout. At least I saw little nuanced things throughout his film that would suggest that he would be a good route runner. And then in terms of toughness, all you got to do is watch the Iowa game, the bowl game where Kentucky won. And a big reason they won was because of Wandale Robinson, who was taking shots on that final drive when Will Levis was trying to drive Kentucky down the field. They were down by, I think, three points, so maybe four points. So they needed a touchdown, I believe it was. Yeah, it was four points. They needed a touchdown to win this game with about two and a half minutes left. Wandale Robinson catches a post and gets flattened by the Iowa safety, and he's on the ground rolling around. Two plays later, he catches a screen, picks up a first down, and then about three plays after that, he catches a long, deep over route that he takes all the way down to the one-yard line to set up a Kentucky touchdown. You want to talk about someone who is tough? Wondell Robinson is tough. He may be diminutive in size, but damn, that kid loves football, smart, dependable, tough, and I think that's a big reason why Joe Shane and Brian Dibble really appreciate what he can offer this offense. Yeah, absolutely. It's not often you see a player his size basically be the focal point and the engine for an offense. And, you know, Kentucky isn't Kentucky isn't Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State or any one of those programs, but it's still a pretty big program. It's an SEC program. And when you have a guy who's the focus of an offense, that means he's going to be the focus of a defense. And for him to be able to not only produce, but to have an entire defense's concentration and attention and to keep getting up and play a full season. Yeah, he he is definitely tough. Now, things are going to be kicked up a notch or three at the NFL level because guys are going to be bigger. They're going to be faster. And he's going to be going against the best got the best players from their all all of their respective college teams. But I think he can handle it. I hope he can handle it. And I want to circle back a little bit and talk about Wondell Robinson before he got to the University of Kentucky. We talked about Kadarius Toney. He was a little bit more of a gadget player under Dan Mullen during his senior season at Florida. He was a quarterback in high school. Wondell Robinson was Mr. Kentucky football. That's who he was. He was the Gatorade Kentucky player of the year. He was used as a running back. He was used as a receiver. He was one of the best college football players in Kentucky. 
And he ended up going to Nebraska to start out, playing with Scott Frost out there in that program. After Scott Frost leveraged really good success at a smaller level of competition, jumps up to Nebraska, doesn't necessarily live up to it, but he goes there. And he's used predominantly as a running back. I mean, he had 88 carries in his freshman season for 340 yards and three touchdowns. Now, it's not anything that's going to pop out at you. And then in 2020, again, 46 carries, 240 yards. He had 51 catches. So he was used a little bit in the gadget role as well there. But he was used as a running back and a wide receiver. And then he transferred out of Nebraska to go to Kentucky and play with Liam Cohen, who is now the offensive coordinator for Sean McVay, who used to work under Sean McVay with the Rams before he accepted the OC job at Kentucky. And then he was used more as a complete wide receiver. So just to kind of give a little bit of background on Wandell Robinson and his past, it's not like he was at Kentucky for a long time dominating. He spent one year there and was the focal point of the offense, stepped on campus and Kentucky who was a pretty damn good offense. I mean, they had Luke Fortner, Darian Kennard, Dare Rosenthal, Will Levis, Wondell Robinson. There's a lot of good players on that offense. He was the guy. I think that speaks to him as well. And I think, and now I guess we could just kind of look at it from this standpoint, Chris. What are the, how are the Giants going to use him? Because I'm not 100% certain on their plan because they have to have a plan. Like we love Wondell Robinson. I love Wondell Robinson. I still think this is a very, as I said, peculiar type of pick because he is an outlier in three aspects, height, catch radius, which is historically bad, and his weight. I mean, that's a three-way outlier right there to spend a top 50 pick on. That's um, a little bit dubious, to be real. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, and in fact, you could probably add another dimension to that in that he really doesn't have a whole lot of experience as a real true wide receiver, you know, out there running a full route tree. Like you said, his route tree right now is pretty lacking, and he still has to learn how to be a professional receiver, you know, run a good variety of routes and run them with precision and enough savvy to make it so it's not too, not so easy for NFL caliber corners to cover because those guys are going to know all the tricks already. So if you just line up and, you know, run 10 yards and make a cut, you're not, you've got to be a really good athlete to shake NFL cover corners because they're going to know how to cover that route yeah so 
when it comes to how the Giants are going to use Robinson, I kind of have a feeling, and I wrote about this, that we are going to see something that looks actually quite a bit like a college spread offense with, you know, lots of mesh concepts with uh, Kadarius, Tony and Wandale running in opposite directions across the field. You know, that's Mike Leach loves them and he loves them for a reason. They're really tough for defenses to counter. I I think we're going to see lots of bubble screens, you know, basically just shotgun snap quarterback catches the ball and tosses it to the outside, get a blocker in front and let your, quick shifty receivers go and pick up yardage. You know, I think we'll see, I think we could see something like jet motion on every snap, which is a thing I don't hate because it really does add more things for a defense to have to watch. You know, is Wandale or Kadarius going to get the handoff on the sweep? Are they going to, is it going to turn into a pitch play to the outside? Is the running back going to get the handoff? Is it play action and there's going to be a pass down the field? Yeah, I feel like the the Giants getting the two of these, actually more than two, if you look across the whole offense right now, you know, really versatile players who can you know, pick up a lot of yards after the catch. That I think that does give them a bunch of options for ways to run misdirection. I think there's going to be a lot of deception as well. I think there's going to be a lot of quick hitting passes. I'm really fascinated by the the idea of what this offense can look like with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka and with Daniel Jones heading it. Because Daniel Jones, I mean, let's be real, he hasn't had the best career so far, but he hasn't been surrounded with a good offensive line, a modern play caller, and all of those all of those facts are real, but now he's going to have this chance with playmakers like Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Tony. And there are certain aspects of Wandale's game if we want to talk about some of the traits that that he displayed. Man, I think this kid is really good at tempoing his routes, meaning he has multiple speeds when he wants to release off the line of scrimmage. I feel like he can be very, very deceptive with the head and the shoulder fakes, and those are kind of the nuanced things I was referring to before in terms of why I think he can be a good route runner because he showed that. But I think some of his physical limitations can be used against him. And we saw that even at Kentucky. Will Levis had to be pretty pinpoint with a lot of his passes because Wondell Robinson, his catch radius is so small. And I feel like that fact is going to force Daniel Jones to be more accurate because if you throw the ball behind him, he is a good athlete. He can adjust. And there were there was a touchdown catch against Tennessee that I remember where he did just that. But there were also plenty of times throughout film, because I think he had seven drops, where the ball was slightly off target, Chris, and he went to go adjust, and he's just not long enough to, to successfully adjust, and it just puts strain on Wondell Robinson, which forces the quarterback to be more accurate. Did you see that as well on film? Do you think that could be an issue in year one in terms of concentration drops and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that that was something I noticed on tape with Robinson. Yeah, he he has short arms. They're basically twenty seven and a half inches long. That's that's really short, especially or I would say even being five foot eight. Yeah, that's yeah, that is really kind of a tiny catch radius. And yeah, even when he didn't drop the ball, like the uh, Georgia game, I remember he had a couple plays where he double or triple caught the ball. And one of them was just a a real simple uh, pitch play where he basically, I believe just ran a wheel route and the 
quarterback got him the ball, there, were, there weren't any defenders anywhere close. And he almost bo- he bobbled it and almost dropped it. Yeah, you know, that I think is a concern. And yeah, you know, that is going to put some pressure on Daniel Jones to not only be accurate with the ball, but also precise where he's, you're not going to want to have the ball behind Robinson where he has to adjust because he just doesn't have that big catch radius where he can go down and scoop it off the turf or catch it, you know, two feet behind him. Like we saw uh, Devonta Booker do uh, early on last year. I think it was even the Denver game when he did it. If the ball isn't in a good position, that's just going to make it hard for Robinson to catch it. And also with the way I kind of think he's going to be used, you're going to want to set him up and position the ball well so he doesn't have to turn awkwardly. He can just catch it in stride and go. Yeah, and once he has the football in his hands, that's when you can turn the highlight reel on because he does an excellent job using his vision in space to find little crevices and explode through them with good acceleration foot speed, all the athletic traits that you want. I kind of wish he was a little bit more of a burner. There was plenty of times on his film where he was tracked down from behind after having leverage looking like he was going to score. But I think he probably plays to his 4-4 speed. I think that's fair to say. I mean, I'm just – I guess I'm wondering, Chris, how much 10 personnel the Giants are are going to – use this year because that's what the or the bills used quite a bit with josh allen but josh allen's not daniel jones and i think that's a fair thing to wonder and when you make this kind of selection and you have Kadarius tony and you have kenny galladay and you have sterling shepherd and you have darius slayton for now and you have other other receivers like richie james and players who could maybe find the field but obviously behind the guys i just mentioned i'm curious to to think what how much 10 personnel do you think we're going to see? Do you think this is going to be like a bill situation? It could. I, I don't know exactly how much, because like you said, Daniel Jones and Josh Allen are two different guys. And I think Brian Davall is going to tr- try to tailor this offense to the players available as much as he can. However, you know, light personnel groupings, they do have, certain advantages they really do force defenses into absolutely nickel personnel packages but also dime packages and then if you can use that use those personnel to spread the defense out then you're looking at maybe a five or six man box and to me that says run right there you know i see five defenders in the tackle box i'm all audible into a run every single time because then a hat on a hat and running back doesn't have to beat anybody and if you have a quarterback who can run, who the Giants have, Daniel Jones, who can run. They also have Tyrod Taylor, who can run. And, you know, even Davis Webb, if he winds up having to be on the field, he is a good athlete as well. And so then you can have it be, you know, seven on six or seven on five. You've got two guys who can run. And all of a sudden, zone reads start to become a real viable option out there in with this 10 personnel package. And we could even see Ricky Seals Jones used as a pseudo receiver because, you know, he's really not a blocking tight end at all. He's a move tight end and the Giants kind of prioritized signing him. So we could see them run 11 personnel, which audio format, you can't see me make the air quotes, but they're there. (laughs) Uh, To your point too. And I love the fact that you brought this up because it was the next thing I was going to mention the zone read game and the read option game with 
players like Wando Robinson and Kadarius Tony in spread formation. And you mentioned this earlier, the amount of pre-snap motion that's going to be used, the amount of jet motion. I think there's going to be so much of Wando Robinson or Kadarius Tony going into the mesh point, just at the snap, sometimes taking the snap, sometimes taking the handoff from Daniel Jones, sometimes with Saquon Barkley offset. I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of I don't want to say responsibility put on Jones because it's it's a simplified responsibility, right? Read this defender and then react to what he does or doesn't do. I think we're going to see a lot of that, and that puts the defense in conflict and then also allows your blockers to focus on other players. If you read one defender, you don't have to block that defender. So now that blocker can be utilized on another second-level defender, which can help spring a run. I think with players like Kadarius, Tony, and Wanda Robinson, you can do that ad nauseum. You can do that quite a bit, and that's another aspect of this I'm really excited for. Yeah, this really is kind of like the offense and Again, this is all speculation on our part. We have no idea what the Giants are actually planning. They might just line up in an 11 personnel and just go straight ahead in a classic pro-style offense. I would be surprised if they did, but they could. But the, the type of offense we are talking about is really how a lot of smaller college programs punch above their weight class and how they can put up points on the powerhouse schools, how an Iowa state or uh, Louisiana or Washington state, Mike Leach, well, before he moved to Mississippi state, yeah. How these kind of smaller programs who don't have the recruiting power of an Oregon or an Ohio state or Alabama or Georgia or Clemson or Michigan, you know, just run through the list of the football factories but how these smaller schools can get their athletes in space and just make it incredibly difficult for defenses to match up with them. You know, there are a lot of things these schools cannot do where their personnel, the players available to them, just they don't allow them to use a full pro style playbook, but they're able to get around that with with these types of concepts. And right now that's kind of the position the giants are in, like just stack the giants roster up against really any playoff caliber team. You put them up against the chiefs or the Buccaneers or the Packers or, you know, even the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, the giants look kind of pale and scrawny, but if they use their players like this, they could still be a problem. They could. It's a little bit more difficult to do this in the NFL. And I think we've seen that too, just because there are better athletes and also the hashes aren't as wide. But there's a plan in place right now from Joe Shane, from Brian Dable. And I wanted to kind of run this tweet that I found by you, Chris. It's from New York Giant fan in Charlotte. That's NYG fan in CLT. And it was a quote from Joe Shane. And I think it really speaks to kind of what we expect to see from the New York Giants offense. And this is the quote, Shane, quote, there are only a handful of teams that are going to run the ball 25 to 30 times. You're paying these quarterbacks 45 to 50 million a year, and it's not to turn around and hand the football off. Offensive minded coaches would rather go for seven or eight yards a pop than two or three. To me, you've got to be able to pass block, set the width of the pocket. That's a priority in our scheme. It's kind of where the game is going. Instead of lining up and running the ball a bunch of times, people are going to throw it around. 
And I think that really speaks, and this is Nick Filato talking now, I think that speaks to this Wandell Robinson pick. I think it speaks to the fact that they have Kadarius Toney and all these playmakers who are classified as wide receivers. You spread it out. You have guys like Evan Neal who can pass block. You get athletic guards like Joshua Zudu who are about to go over. And you're not going to see the offense that we saw under Judge and Garrett where they just lined up with you know big t- big offensive tackle packages and, and 13 personnel and attempted to run the football. It's going to be a much more spread type of atmosphere philosophy here in New York. And I also love to see how Saquon Barkley is going to be implemented into this as well. Uh, hopefully lots of wheel routes, lots of angle routes. <laughs> The angle route is something I've been pounding the table for, Chris. It's it's something that I I really hope to see because you catch somebody in man coverage with Saquon Barkley, and he still has the ability to change direction. He's going to abuse people. And you talk, you spoke about Mike Leach in the air raid a little bit before, just mesh concept, which is one of the staples of the air raid with Kadarius Tony and Wondell Robinson. Mesh concept creating that kind of traffic. One of those guys is going to break out. And you know what? Those safeties, if they're playing too high, they're going to have to creep down into the box to account for Saquon Barkley and the rushing attack and to account for these short, quick hitting passes. And that can set up explosive plays over the top to whoever. Yeah, exactly. And that that's the way it all kind of works together and kind of builds upon itself, at least in theory. Like you said, it, it is more difficult to run these college concepts in the NFL because the, the players are bigger, they're stronger, they're more athletic. The they have more time to work with the coaches like football is their job. They're not student athletes. And also the field is different. Yeah. It's the field is the same size, but it, the hashes are different. So it's the splits are different. You can't spread defenses out quite the same in the NFL as you can in college. But yeah, the giants are, they seem to be setting themselves up to have a very different and I would say much faster offense than they have had in previous seasons. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I have to admit part of me just gets annoyed watching option offenses because it, it it almost feels like cheating, (laughs) but just seeing an offense that from the giants that is up tempo really makes use of misdirection, deception and, kind of catches defenses with their pants down and picks up yardage. That will be really refreshing to see. And it will be good to see them actually throwing the ball around because that is just how you win in the NFL anymore. You Teams, by and large, all get the same number of offensive plays. And it really comes down to who uses them the best. Who uses those 65 to 70 offensive snaps per game the best? Who picks up the most yards with those snaps? And if you can pick up yards and eventually punch the ball into the end zone, which is the thing the Giants have really struggled with, you are eventually going to win. Who is more modern? Who is more forward thinking? And that's what you want to look at from an offensive perspective. I mean, look at last year, Chris. How many teams knew exactly what the Giants were doing on first down? They knew when the play-action pass was coming. They didn't bite up. They knew the run was coming. Like th- yeah. That's not what this offense hopefully is going to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, It's still possible that the Giants will fall into ruts and be, pre- and be predictable. Like There are ways to counter option plays. Like you Think back to the uh, Kevin Gilbride offense. At least in theory, that run-and-shoot offense is basically indefensible where you know every offensive player every receiver has 
had something like three option routes based on the post snap read. Well, eventually defenses figured out that if they show a certain look, it will force the read they want. And then that offense kind of fell apart. And even more modern option offenses, there are ways to get to force the read you want to force the ball where you want it to go. But that's really the, the chess match being played here where can you convince the defense that this is your tendency and then go somewhere else? Or can the defense force the ball to go where it wants the ball to go and then defend that? And okay, maybe they concede a five or six yard gain, but that's better than a 50 or 60 yard gain. Yeah, and this is what I'm really excited to see, too. How are all these things going to coexist? I'm hoping Joe Shane and Brian Dable have a plan, and I'm excited about Wando Robinson, a player I really do like. One more thing, Chris, before we get out of here. I'm excited just to see Wando versus Cordell Flott throughout training camp. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's something that uh, we heard during rookie minicamp Wandell Robinson was asked about Cordell Flott. Cordell Flott in the past, they said Wandell Robinson was the toughest receiver that he had to guard in the SEC last season. And then a reporter asked Wandell Robinson, well, was Cordell Flott the toughest? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> and then it kind of got awkward a little bit where it was like, are you just saying that? And Wandell was like, no, there were times where I would go to the sideline and talk to Liam Cohen and be like, that guy just knows when I'm running. So I think it's going to be really fun to kind of watch how those two battle all throughout training camp. Yeah, and hopefully they'll make each other better because I I feel like both of them are going to have pretty big roles in this team going forward. Absolutely. Alrighty, Chris, everybody, audience, thank you so much for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Wondell Robinson, we're excited. Please head on over to the website and check out all of our New York Giants content. Ed Valentine has boots on the deck right now at minicamp. Please read his breakdowns and then head on down to iTunes and leave us a comment. Leave us a five-star review. That would be wonderful. And please also just have a lovely day. Take care. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? (laughs) No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.